Welcome to Life Plus. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful David Dyke. David, are you ready to do this? I'm super psyched. Yes, sir. Good morning. All right. Good morning. David is the Chief Product Officer with Relationt. They're a leading patient scheduling and engagement technology company using a mobile-first approach to simplify access to healthcare. David, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah. Uh, personal life, super fortunate. Uh, my lovely wife is in special education. My daughter is off the payroll and starting her career in uh, commercial sales. And uh, my son is wrapping up his undergrad in astrophysics. So uh, I haven't been able to help him with math homework since about fifth grade. So yeah, it's been pretty great. Yeah. Nice. And in terms um, of relation. Yeah. And in relation to, uh, you know, we really believe that uh, people deserve a simpler experience with the healthcare system. Um, and that whether those people are uh, patients like us, um, healthcare providers, staff, family members, um, healthcare is massively complicated. And um, we do our best to try to bring simplification to just those right moments, those intersections where um, people and healthcare processes intersect. Interesting. I think that that's maybe a perfect term is, is intersection. As you made me think, I bet there's lots of opportunities where people and things fall through the cracks. There really is. And as I was catching up on your podcast and congratulations on your success, um, over 1700 shows is amazing. Thanks. A couple of your recent shows have touched on healthcare. You've had, whether it's entrepreneurship, folks starting new businesses around healthcare, where there's obviously innovation needed. Um, your show on regenerative healthcare was just really caught my attention because of the just amount of, um, opportunity that we have to do things early. It was really, I think the catch of that, that whole episode was if we could bottle up my, my genes when they were little and young and healthy, you could reuse them later in life when I'm approaching 50 and, and hurt something. Um, or just the cost of healthcare. All of those things really do kind of um, are major complicating factors in how we interact with the healthcare system. And, and going back to your root question of why we do what we do, I think is because we are all patients at some point in our lives um, or we're caring for people who are. And so those opportunities that we have to help Healthcare organizations who are trying to do their best to achieve the right outcomes for their patients while maintaining, you know, financial performance so they can be open tomorrow uh, is essential. Uh, and so that for us uh, starts with scheduling. We aren't trying to boil the entire ocean. Um, so finding the right provider for you based on what you need um, that meets your plans and meets your ability to have transportation. If you need help in any of those areas around getting to or getting back from your appointment, all of those factors are different for each of us. And um, it really does make that complexity of scheduling um, a, a difficult thing for a lot of folks, especially as you get into higher specialization of care where you end up having narrower networks, limited access providers, fewer uh, specialists that you can go to. So um, healthcare is not a one size fits all problem. And, and so we really try to optimize solutions that can help patients and providers at those points of intersection. Yeah, interesting. So I, I, it's, it strikes me that there's there's lots of problems to solve. There's problems of me as as a patient and would be consumer of healthcare, trying to understand what my insurance company offers, who's in network, and how do I sort through all of this. And then on the, and then there's a lot of people going through that similar experience. So it's just a lot. And then it's the yep. very very specialized people where man or there's just a few opportunities for me to get in there. And so I need to make sure that everything syncs up correctly. 
That's exactly right. One of the things that people ask us a lot, um, we, we deal with at Relation, um, not only scheduling, but the reminder activities, all of the things that help you and I be ready for that appointment. And one of the things that you know people ask us a lot is, how come healthcare is not as easy as getting an Uber? How come it's not as easy as open table to just grab a reservation for dinner? <clears throat> and I think because fundamentally there's more at stake, right? Um, and there is a, there are a lot more variables um, if you had to make a dinner reservation months in advance and tell them then what you were going to order and how you were going to pay, it'd be a lot more complicated process. Right? In the healthcare system, um, how you're paying or if you're able to are major variables in how availability is determined. Um, and if it's a simple, I'll call it transactional healthcare, like a vaccination, right? Those kinds of things still require people to be reminded and nudged and prompted in order to have um, the, the kind of, so they don't miss the appointments, right? Um, in a, in a busy, busy, chaotic world. So um, whether it's helping organizations manage that capacity so that they are creating as much space as they can, or helping the patient in the moment of transition from, I have this on the books months from now. How do I make sure I don't miss it? Um, all of those things are areas where, where we're able to add a little value and help take some of the abrasion out of healthcare. Yeah, both, 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 both parties can probably <laughs> use a little bit more efficiency. Me, as, me yeah. as a patient, making sure that I'm on time and I have my forms and my payment is going to be correct. And then from a medical office perspective, I'm sure that there's probably some ways to optimize how they're calendaring and scheduling and intaking. Yeah, they really are. Um, I, I was on a, a not to, um, to, I was on a different show recently and we talked about how patients really see themselves rightfully as special unicorns, right? I'm a, I'm an individual and my preferences matter. And from a healthcare organization's perspective, how do they balance out the need to treat that unicorn like a unicorn but also recognize that they're running a stable and they have to get horses in and things that look like horses. And sometimes it's a unicorn and sometimes it's a mule and you got to know how do we manage that, um, that the, the variety of kinds of things that come through that uh, office or that hospital, because they're not all the same, the way that you need to be treated for what you're there for could vary wildly from what I am there for. Uh, it might be a 10 minute appointment for me and it might be a two hour appointment for you. So it's that level of really having deep understanding of um, that reason for visit and why people are there and how long that takes and what are all the logistics that an organization needs to do to prepare for you versus preparing for me that make it super complicated. Are, are most medical offices operations these days pretty well set up from a technology standpoint or are there still a lot out there who are doing paper? Well, um, I'm, I'm an optimist and a pragmatist, and I've been in healthcare long enough to see the rate of change. And um, we are, as an industry, notoriously slow to adopt <clears throat> those changes. Um, we see in our own data, healthcare organizations still relying heavily on phone calls to make reminders in a world where, I don't know about your phone, but mine doesn't ring if I don't know the number. Um, and if I, if it does sneak through, there's a 99% chance it's going to voicemail. So, you know, thinking about how people want to be communicated with and that kind of in the moment nudge that you can do to drive better adherence for me and adherence for you, 
um, requires a good understanding of, of our personal preferences, as well as having a, an arsenal of options, uh, text messaging, email, phone calls, uh, chat, those sorts of things where we create new ways for uh, you and I to interact with our healthcare providers. And I'll tell you, we saw that recently in, um, we got to play a very small part in a, a study that was done by <clears throat> some uh, clinical folks, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, who are part of Ascension. And during COVID uh, vaccination uh, periods, they were, they ran a clinical trial that identified um, areas where they could nudge patients who were behind effectively. They didn't, were non-adherent. They didn't have their vaccinations yet. And they randomized the trial to say, well, what if we text folks who have, um, uh, and tell them that we've pre-reserved a location for them and we've pre-reserved a spot for them and gave them an opportunity where your seat is available. And if you want to take it, you can, if you want to change it, you're welcome to. And how does that influence um, the adherence and how does that increase or decrease vaccination rates? And they saw a material improvement of about 5% um, when they did the sort of just in time prompt where they were told not only that um, there's space available for you, but we've reserved a chair for you. Right. And that that personalization um, had a real material effect, as you know, in in um, uh, community health, right? um, population health. Five percent is a huge number right? in terms of driving improvements in the community response to things like COVID. So it was really exciting to see that level of innovation uh, coming from a healthcare organization. It was uh, we were honored to be part of it. Yeah, well, that makes it. That makes a ton of sense and fascinating from a psychological standpoint that it moved the needle that much. <laughs> yeah. And what, what it is that, 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 that motivates people to take action. Yeah. I, I, myself, I had a dentist appointment yesterday and about 10 days ago, I got that first text message that said, Hey, put this back in your frontal lobe, <laughs> right? Pay attention. Remember this thing that we set up six or seven months ago this is a thing again. And it's start time to start thinking about it. You're right. It's on my calendar. I see it. I start, okay. And, you know, I was, I was able to kind of think, all right, you're right. It's sort of like having a vacation um, that you've planned months in advance. But um, in that case, a vacation is something I'm inherently going to pay attention to, right? Um, a, a medical appointment, a routine one, especially maybe something that I could easily blow off. So it's those kinds of things that, um, Going back to your questions on how are providers and healthcare organizations um, doing, there's still a lot of opportunity for folks to um, modernize their approaches, to think about healthcare in a consumer-oriented way, um, as opposed to um, traditional ways um, of much like the fax machine. It's um, still a bastion of strength in healthcare. It's my personal mission to get rid of the fax machine in healthcare as, a, as an aside. Um, I, I hope to do that in two or three lifetimes. But, right. um, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I, I spent a good amount of time working for really large life insurance companies. And so I just understand that there's these legacy <clears throat> systems that That's are right. hard to move away from. And with the way that, that insurance is built and coded, it just, I, it's, it makes it, it you know, I, I'm not interested in really thinking about that. So I'm super glad that you are. <laughs> And, and yeah. I, I, I know that you're not trying to boil the ocean, but I, I can't help but wonder if there's opportunities to help doctors to try to be a little bit more proactive when it comes to trying to reduce a lot of the chronic problems that, that, that we're dealing with, like obesity and, 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 yeah. and all that. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big part. I think one of our um, goals in relation is to help organizations move, not move from if they aren't already um, out of those what I'll call operational opportunities. How do I ensure, George, that you um, make it to your appointment on time, that you're prepared, that you have filled out your paperwork or that you've had the opportunity to if those things are important to you? And if not, we can do that for you in the moment when you arrive. Um, those are really sort of those transactional moments of healthcare when you are intersecting with that, that provider, um, telemedicine, face-to-face, however it happens to be. Then there's a second sphere, right, which is that sort of relationship management uh, around healthcare, which is how do they keep track of me over time? I don't have an appointment tomorrow, but it'd be neat to hear from them about an underlying condition that I have, the nudges to take my medications, the nudges to um, help me be aware of educational programs that may meet a condition that, that one of us have, or things that are available for my family, like a expiration of a vaccination for one of my kids. Um, and whether that's the health plan doing that, a provider, or just a service that I would say as someone who might be self-insured and, and, or uninsured, how do I have access to that level of information um, whether it's from my provider uh, or not, to keep me abreast of the things that need to be done um, to manage our our long term health, because I think healthcare sits today just under twenty percent of GDP, um, which is a lot, um, and it does speak to that level of complexity and expense and cost that many of your other guests have talked about, and the um, the challenge of how do we take those most expensive problems in healthcare and really try to innovate our way through um, not only the treatment and the management of those disease, but the prevention and the early detection and the early identification. So we use the term campaign on purpose. It's it's not dissimilar from a marketing campaign to how you identify, <clears throat> target, engage, nudge, prompt, <laughs> relate to um, those individuals that are managing those kinds of conditions or, or need to be managing those conditions so that we can, as a society, kind of bend the curve on, on costs and quality of life. So as the chief product officer, I mean, I'm sure that, that you get wonderful ideas thrown at you all the time for new ways to add and make the thing better, but we you do. need to prioritize. <laughs> you yeah. need to prioritize your resources. How do you think about that? Well, um, I, I really try to put my uh, prioritization hat on um, with, uh, I think my LinkedIn profile motto is customers first, products second. Um, and to me, that's a fundamental philosophy that says my product is in response to customer need. Um, whether it was the original iPhone that was in response to unarticulated needs, or if it was it's the next way we think about how we deliver um, targeted messages to the right population at the right time. Um, that level of sort of insight really comes from deep understanding and deep customer conversations. So um, we try to take a very methodical approach, um, develop a hypothesis, test it with our customers, um, get feedback, sharpen the saw, if you will. Um, and then as we go kind of back to the boil of the ocean perspective, um, a diff, slightly different metaphor is if I chase two rabbits, I'm going to lose both of them. So we've got to pick something and do it and then adapt and um, uh, keep our priorities sort of grounded on what our customers need to do. How do we test our hypothesis quickly and, and then 
um, adapt based on what the data is telling us. Yeah. Fascinating. So many opportunities, but if we start, if, if you start saying, Hey, George, you know, I know you're trying to lose that 10 pounds, you know, I don't know what you're eating today. I'd be like, you know what? Why don't you leave me alone? I'm going to opt right. out. Right. That's so right. It's giving me just the right amount. It is. It's a difficult balance. <laughs> um, uh, the health plan that uh, I'm a part of at Relation um, has a program where if you um, sign up, they'll give you an Apple Watch and allow you to um, track your activity and sort of they'll make your payments. So they don't give you the watch, but they will make your payments, which again, I think is an exceptionally great hmm. way of putting it out there, which is it could be free, but it could also be yours <laughs> to pay for it, right? If you're not going to, if David, you're not going to do your part. And, um, it has been a motivator right, for me um, to get up and to be active and to stand up and to be mindful and those sorts of things that that program prompts me to, to do throughout the day. Um, is it materially different than what I was doing beforehand? It is in the sense that it's top of mind, right? Um, it's 830 at night. I haven't closed that red ring yet. And uh, the dogs haven't been for a walk. So I'm going to get up and go walk them, right? Just to make those efforts. So those little things um, are, um, are material that can work. They do work. They're proven to work. And I think finding ways that we can create, um, channels for our customers to support their patients in new ways to be responsive without adding volume to the system, um, is a really important part of our mission. Yeah. I love it. That, that, that all makes perfect sense. And that, Gives you something to keep working on, David. It does. There's, <laughs> there's going to be more to do tomorrow, so I'll be back. For sure. <laughs> I love it. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and Relation? Uh, we are at Relation.com, which is R-E-L-A-T-I-E-N-T.com. Um, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, thank you, George, for all you're doing. And appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, it's great talking with you. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show David your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to Relation.com, R-E-L-A-T-I-E-N-T.com and check out everything that they're working on. Thanks again, David. Appreciate it, George. Have a great day. And, and until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.